do not need a material donation. We do not need a material donation. O Lord, you are the master of the entire universe. What have you not given to us? You have entered the core of our hearts and dissipated the darkness of our ignorance by your effulgence. This is the supreme gift. We do not need a material donation. O Lord, you are the supreme personality of God who have accepted the Brahmanas as your worshipable deity. Your knowledge and memory are never disturbed by anxiety. You are the chief of all famous persons within this world, and your lotus feet are worshipped by sages who are beyond the jurisdiction of punishment. O Lord Ramachandra, let us offer our respectful obeisances unto you. Report by Shilatama to text 6. When Dhruva Maharaj was offered a benediction by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he replied, O my Lord, I am fully satisfied. I do not need any material benediction. Similarly, when Prahlad Maharaj was offered a benediction by Lord Narsimhadeva, he also refused to accept it and instead declared that the devotee should not be like a vanik, a mercantile man, who gives something in exchange for some profit. One who becomes a devotee for some material profit is not a pure devotee. Brahmanas are always enlightened by the Supreme Personality of Godhead within the heart. Savasya chalam nidhi samidhishto Tasmati gyanam apohanam cha And because the Brahmanas and Vaishnavas are always directed by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, they are not greedy for material wealth. What is absolutely necessary, they possess. But they do not want an expanded kingdom. An example of this was given by Vamanadeva. Acting as a Brahmachari, Lord Vamanadeva wanted only three paces of land. Aspiring to possess more and more for personal sense gratification is simply ignorance. And this ignorance is conspicuous by its absence from the heart of a Brahmana or a Vaishnava. So this ends the Bhaktivedanta Swami translation for text 6 7, report for text 6 of chapter 11, canto 9, Srimad Bhagavatam, Mahapuranam. In the matter of Lord Ramachandra rules the world. To hear the Brahmanas have revealed what they got from Lord Ramachandra. He entered the core of their hearts and dissipated the darkness of their ignorance. 
Also, we want to give people the supreme gift. Why give them a lesser thing when we can give them the supreme gift? <coughs> so Prabhupada was explaining how some groups are busy, actually they personal groups who believe that absolute truth is not a person. Simply they're believing in the impersonal effulgence of the light. They, because impersonal truth is very boring, not variegated, so they're not able to sustain so much uh, interest in meditating on the impersonal truth. So that's what Prabhupada said. Many times you see that they revert to mundane social activities. Well, this is highly appreciated by the public. Because the public doesn't know what is the Supreme Gift. They think that, well, if we get some tangible material aid, a house, an education, some clothing, some food, this is great. So this they can appreciate. And they're not appreciated. 
like these brahmanas did, until they actually get purified. What is the wonderful nature of the supreme gift? Because they're conditioned like that. Shiloh Prabhupada mentioned that we need at least one organization that's giving out the Supreme Gift. One organization that's giving people Krishna consciousness. Now already so many in the name of serving Krishna, they're giving mundane material blessings. But they're not giving actually Krishna. The real point is that we want to develop our attention to Krishna. That happens when we chant. Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya, That's why it's uh, very important that we chant the names of Hare Krishna, not to chant names which are not Vishnu names. Of course we can pray to the uh, demigods or goddesses as devotees and ask them for blessings. 
for devotion for Krishna, something like that is all right. The gopis uh, worshipped Katjayani in order to get Krishna as a husband. So if our object of worship is to get Krishna, then it's all right. But if somebody is uh, worshipping some deva or devi in order to get some material benefit, thinking that they're independent, totally dead. That becomes an obstacle. Similarly, if somebody worships Krishna for something material, then they can get that. But it reduces their worship to something of a business propagation. I worship you, giving you what you want. You give me what I want, which isn't what you want from me. <laughs> so someone worshipping Krishna and asking for Krishna Bhakti, that's not uh, mercantile, because that's what Krishna also wants for us. Krishna can give us a material blessing very easy, that's not the problem. He can give that very easy. Most people are worshipping God with that type of prayer. We have hope. Groups of people that pray for each other's health and everything. But we call, sometimes the body also may pray for another devotee's health. We always qualify if it so please you. As far as the body's health, the devotee can go on with his or her devotional service. Things have to be somehow connected to Krishna, to make one with uh, Krishna's desire. If it's not according to his desire, okay, then drop it. So examples are given here of Palat Maharaj. She was offered by the Srinivade anything he wanted. And then he felt like, you know, I'm born in a family of demons who are very materialistic by nature. So don't tempt me. <laughs> But Pallad, uh, he didn't accept any material benediction. There was this uh, secretary of uh, Ramanujachari. Who had uh, been blinded by an enraged fanatical Shiva worshipper, a king who was a Shiva bhakta, that he didn't like it that this secretary was saying that Vishnu was supreme. So he blinded him. So then, uh, what's his name? Kurisha. 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 And uh, he couldn't uh, really do that service as a secretary being blind. So he stayed at the Bharadraj temple in Kanchipuram, in Tamil Nadu, India. The temple is very ancient temple, thousands and thousands of years old. It's still 
there and go and see the deity. And Kuresha was uh, singing bhajans and kirtans and songs for the, the praise of this deity. Deity became very pleased and offered Kuresha anything he wanted. So he prayed to please forgive the people that did this to me because I don't want them to suffer on my account. They continued to chant, and sometimes the deity was Please and offer another blessing. Again, he asked for something like that for the welfare of others. And so happened that Gresha, he went to see Ramanujacharya. And then Ramanujacharya said, I heard the deity keeps offering you anything you want. If he not happens to offer you anything you want again, please tell the deity. And your Guru Maharaj has some property which is not, uh, which is kind of broken. It's malfunctioning, it's uh, incomplete. And as a result, uh, it's not so, so useful in his service. So the Guru would like that this uh, property would be restored to its full functionality. Something like that. So. That would be the only kind of uh, prayer that Kuresha would have something, would not for himself, something for the Guru. So then he went back and he was saying again by chance to the deity. Again, the deity offered him. So then he offered, uh, asked for that prayer that the Guru asked. Immediately he regained his eyes. Because Ramanuja's mind was my servant, my secretary is like this without any eyes, you can't do the service. That was Ramanuja's intention that he would regain his servant, his kind of a property, but regain the full functionality. So then he would return back to Ramanuja and take up his service again. Like you see, the pure devotee, they don't want to ask anything material for themselves. That's their nature. There was this lady in my airport, she was going blind. But she just prayed to Lord Nashriya Day that I would make my going blind. So it's maybe the last. Darshan that I have of you. Shouldn't ask for anything. And then uh, the Lord Shinade came in a dream and told her that see, if you give back my original eyes, I'll give you back your eyesight. Somebody originally Lord Shinade had red eyes. And somebody gave him blue eyes, really fancy with a green stone. Green eyes. Apparently, the Shingen didn't like mind green eyes because he's in a very ferocious mood. He wants red eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so when the lady told this to the pujaris, they did a big ceremony and they replaced the eyes of the original eyes of the Shingen 
And then as subsequently the lady regained her eyesight. And the Shinyachatra does, so they're telling us so many different pastimes of this Shinyadiri. Some seems he's very active. Some Vaishnavi was also bringing a basket of mangoes from the Shinyadeva, and then at the last minute she got some doubt that the Shinyadeva probably doesn't like mangoes, he's done so good or something. She didn't get it. That night, Krishna Dev came in a dream and said, Why are you giving me my mangoes? I like mangoes. <laughs> Next day, she came to the Pujaris and told what happened. said, Please, can I get the mangoes? <laughs> and my uh, also, there's, of course, a pastime of Polavecha Sridhar who was, uh, well, used to really give him a hard time. As a child, as a boy, he used to go and get uh, his vegetables and bananas and similar such products from him. They'd always underpay him, argue with him. <laughs> Very naughty sometimes. He would accuse him that you're overcharging me. And Kolar said, I'm not overcharging. You can check the market and give me the lowest price in the entire market. <laughs> and Lord said, No, no, you're overcharging me. And then he'd grab a bunch of bananas and he'd draw half the price and take this. And Kolar just said, Grab the bananas back. What are you doing? I'm not giving you, I'm not charging you too much. The Lord said, what do you think I'm doing? I'm steal your bananas or something? I'm calling a Brahmana a thief? This is very offensive. So another coin and walked off. I mean, the haters, people say, why are you taking it from this guy? Why are you, call a Vesha why are you taking it from that naughty Nimai? So, well, I don't know. Whenever I see him, my heart just melts. <laughs> Actually, even if he took the bananas for free, I wouldn't care, but uh, he seems to like this. And later on, when the Mai Pandit became the big professor, he didn't go to the market anymore to argue with Polavachasri. But he'd go and visit Polavachasri there at his house. And so he said, Oh, how's it going, Kolavichan? Sridharan, well, everything's all right. Please set my pronouns. So, somehow the conversation came where Lord Chaitanya said, I know that you actually are a very rich person and you have a hidden treasure. But I'm not going to reveal it now. Okay, you can keep your treasure hidden, sorry. But I know that you're actually very rich. 
and the hidden treasure, and one day I'll reveal it to everybody. But from now, just give me some of your fruits and vegetable products. And what are you going to eat? And, uh, so somewhere before he asks, what's the, what are you doing now? How's your worship for the games he's playing on? And then he says, oh, I'm doing whatever I earn, I can have for the Ganges and I worship. He said, well, you know that I'm the father of the Ganges. Are you Vishnu, Vishnu? How you can say such a thing? That's Vishnu. Actually, I thought when I grew up, they got less naughty. He's still, you know, such a How you can say such a thing? He's very mischievous. <laughs> my Lord, she said, hey, give me some bananas, but listen, normal people begging, they get the worst. I want the best. <laughs> I'm worshiping my Shaligam Shila, I need the best. You give me the best stuff you got. Don't just give me some, you know, refuse. I was getting my heart. Every time I drop by and see how he's doing. In the name of just visiting an old friend, and he's uh, giving him this by So one of his Lord Chaitanya's Mahaprakash pastime, when Advaita Chai is offering the 21-hour arti, then he sent his uh, devotees to go get Kolavichya Srinath. When they went to get in, then they told them, that the Lord Chaitanya, that uh, Goranga, Gorahari wants to see you. He was, wants to see me, just a banana seller. He painted, it was like too much. <laughs> He's very, very humble. So then, what to do? They picked him up and carried him to Lord Chaitanya. One grabbed his two legs, and we grabbed the arm and carried him. Plopped him down in front of Lord Chaitanya and the big Arti. And Kolavecha Sridhar came to consciousness and he saw the effulgent form of Lord Chaitanya. This was that the Lord Chaitanya normally see, who kind of put this illusion over his appearance, and then he appeared just almost like somebody in the material world. Now, all that covering was off. And he was emitting so much effulgence that was more brilliant than millions of suns. As a result, uh, the whole world seemed to have disappeared. All you could see was Lord Chaitanya and his associates. Nityananda was, uh, oh, was fanning with the Shamar and the Shivas was holding an umbrella. Arti was going on and the devotees were chanting in Kirtan. Some days we have long Kirtans for an hour, an hour and a half. It's unimaginable, a 21 hour Kirtan. <laughs> In the presence of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. 
Viewing his identity drawn as a voice. So, so the Lord prepared his obeisances and the Lord offered him that, okay, I want to give you a blessing. So normally what Chaitanya is in the mood of a devotee. But in a couple of occasions he reverted to his original Krishna consciousness. <laughs> his mood as Lord Krishna. And so as the Supreme Lord, he would give the Supreme Lord one of his uh, functions to give blessings. One of Krishna's names is Varada. Vara means blessings and da means to give. Varada. Varada Krishna. So Varada Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he was offering colors to Srinagar. I give you whatever you want. He asked him to say, what do you want? What blessing do you want? Lord Jasila, I don't just, just to be able to see you like this, this is such a blessing, I don't want anything else. Thank you very much, I don't need anything, I'm so happy just to have your passion. Unexpected, unlimited blessing. But the Lord Chaitanya, he said, no, I want to give you something. Okay, then I asked him, you want to be a king, I'll give you a kingdom. How many here would like to be a king, have a nice kingdom? Queen, and could be queen. <laughs> 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 but the college that he didn't mind. No, 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 I don't want to be a king. So. I want to give you something. You can't go empty handed from Krishna. So, let me give you mystical powers. You can become smaller than the smallest, bigger than the biggest, anima, nagima, prapti, anything you want, you can have it in the material world. So many people are anxious to get these eight cities, so you can have it. No, no, which I, don't, I don't want these eight cities, it's not. Something I need. Whatever I have enough, I don't need all the things. Then, what you tell me offered, okay, let me give you impersonal realization, Brahma Jyoti Maharaji. No, 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 I don't want that. <laughs> Please, don't give me that. But what you want, you have to take something. So finally, after a lot of assistance and followers, said, well, if I have to ask for something, I'd like to always see that beautiful, smiling face of that naughty brown boy. 
And I'd like to, and all your incarnations, I'd like to provide you with your fruit and vegetable needs. Give <laughs> 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 me the service. Very simple person. Like to this is what this one you wanted to do. So that Lord Chaitanya was and said, but if I'm not qualified for that, all he did was he was so humble. If I'm not qualified for that, at least let me be a born in the family of your devotees. So I can continue on with my devotional service. <coughs> then Lord Chaitanya he said, I'm gonna give you something so wonderful. Brahma and Shiva are anxious for this. I mean, this is the supreme blessing I have. I bless you with pure love of Krishna. Hari! All the devotees in Kirtan are like exploding. Here the little, the flea market, banana salesman, all of That's probably the most like, equivalent thing we have here. You've been to India and you see these uh, village markets where all the people sit down with their baskets, you know, offering their wares, you know. So he was like a bananas, bananas. Very simple guy. But hidden behind that simplicity and that poverty was this hidden treasure that he was a pure devotee of Krishna. <clears throat> and Krishna recognized him. The matter that he was something you know, very high class guy didn't need a polyclin or Rolls Royce or anything. His uh, treasure was he was a pure devotee. That's why Krishna always kept going to see him and buying from him. So even someone who is very poor, they can also be a pure devotee. There's like, no like a financial cutoff that you have to make this much to be a pure devotee. <laughs> Anybody can be a pure devotee. An example, because Kualavetra Srila, he was really the, like, the poorest of the poor. On top of that, he was spending 50% of his income. So Lord Chaitanya, when he said, I'm giving a lot of Krishna, the devotees were just overwhelmed. They're pulling their hair, they're like, rolling in the ground. It's like, this is a fantastic. Kalavisha Sridhar got love of Krishna. God bless you. <laughs> so, we can decide, also he refused any, any material validation. And it's thinking that all throughout the histories of great devotees, when they're offered some blessing, they don't take 
son. I think that's not connected to Krishna's service. Always want to continue on with that service to Krishna. That's their particular quality. So these brahmanas here, they obviously very great devotees, pure devotees. They don't want <coughs> material benediction. They're feeling so much blessed that the Lord has entered into their hearts. This is really what we need, the Lord should enter into our hearts. That's why we wear a tilak and 12 parts of our body and make our body into a temple. We chant Hare Krishna trying to purify our heart to welcome Krishna Siddha. Once he comes, of course, to become totally purified. But at least then, we don't want to invite him to sit down in some total garbage. So we're hoping that Krishna will come and be present in our hearts. Illuminate our heart from all the darkness and ignorance. Nitaigo Ranga Bole Nachaya Marmon. We chant Pitai and Goranga, they're dancing in our minds. They're dancing in our minds, they're dancing, so that purifies our consciousness. And we want the Krishna come and stay in our hearts. And so the Lord is ever anxious for that. The Lord revealed himself in their hearts. Somehow, these brahmanas, they got that, they felt that they had that blessing that the Lord actually entered into their hearts. Supreme Lord is the worshipable by everyone, especially the great sages who know who should be worshipped, they worship the Lord. But the Lord, He accepts the Brahmanas and Vaishnavas as His worshipable deity. Krishna is respecting the Brahmanas in His pastime, so that's why. We also hold the Brahmanas right here. Now it's very hard to find the Let's see who else was there. 
But actually, the residents of higher planets, they look down at human beings with their cities and their highways and their tollways and everything. They look down and they're buzzing around and they just think, you know, how insignificant they are living for a few days. <laughs> Because uh, one of our years is one of their days. So if you live a hundred years, that means it's a hundred days by the calculations of the Devas. That's like three months. And what kind of animal lives three months? <laughs> a mouse or something. Something probably really insignificant. I don't know, a cockroach or something. Even a cockroach lives longer than that. I don't know. <clears throat> but uh, anybody, any biologists can remember what lives for three months? Some butterflies live months. Yeah, so we're kind of like at the level of a butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> Turning into a worm or something, a little caterpillar. Uh, very insignificant. But if a human being becomes a pure devotee, if a human being becomes a brahmana, amongst the brahmanas, the best of the brahmanas, is a pure devotee of Krishna. Then he'll leapfrog over and all and become suddenly a, a very universally important personality. You see, but what? Normally, people who only are born in Brahminical families, they kind of get the uh, samskaras to become Brahmanas. In history, a few people like Vishwamitra was born in a Chattriya family to become a great Tapasya, he became Brahmana. But uh, by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy, people can become Brahmanas fairly easily by becoming Vaishnavas because being a Vaishnava automatically qualifies one as a Brahmana. He's also respecting the Brahmanas. That's how important the Brahmanas are. When the human being doesn't understand that they're an eternal spirit soul, if they're just on the bodily platform, then really, they're very insignificant. Sometimes they're like living dead, just you know, living to die. But the Brahmanas are living to go back to Godhead. The Vaishnavas. So we're trying to create these Brahmana Vaishnavas. And one of the qualities is that we have the potential to have those 50 qualities, whether we have them or not. Brahma has them, but I mean, but whether we have them, mercy, charity, all these different qualities, potentially they are in a living entity whether we're manifesting them or not, to what extent we have them developed. Some living entity like Brahma was a fully developed jiva, has a, all 50, but for some, not as much as Krishna does. And then Shiva has five more than Brahma, and Vishnu has uh, five more than Shiva. And Krishna is the only one with all the 64. 
potential 50. Right. Those qualities, it's said different people may be manifested to different degrees. Um, <clears throat> Brahma has more manifested than Indra Bhagavan, but some Indra Bhagavan may have many of those 50 qualities are highly developed. By Krishna's mercy, the Brahmanas have these qualities because they have wonderful qualities. That's why Krishna respects them. Not just you know like a, being a Brahmin is something like a title or a caste, and it's actually like being twice born and being uh, spiritually awakened. Then they also awaken many of these wonderful good qualities. But we went out <coughs> yesterday. Samadamas tapaso cham chantir Peacefulness, self-control, austerity, purity, tolerance, honesty, wisdom, knowledge, and religiousness, these are the qualities by which the Brahmins work. So these qualities, uh, there's something very appreciated even by Krishna. You can expand on that more than 12 qualities in the bottom of time, maybe 50, 26 of the sun. So the devotees are starting to increase in their good qualities. They're trying to avoid the bad things and enhance it. But that comes automatically by the chanting and by the process of our devotional service. You see good quality in somebody that you can uh, appreciate that. Kind of see the good qualities in others and uh, try to find out the defects in ourselves and, and eradicate our defects and emulate the good now. Is that alright? <coughs> yes, it's good to learn the prayer. You're saying, on one hand, I have these bad qualities and I'm ignorant and yeah, call it, uh, arrogant and proud. So I just 
deal with somebody, then when they tell me about it, I get, I get, I don't feel good. <laughs> but maybe it's good not to feel good. <laughs> yeah, about those qualities. <laughs> maybe that's like part of the medicine, is that sometimes you need someone to tell us, you know, sometimes maybe a friend really. But hey, you know, come on, you know, the breathe. I've been dealing like that. <laughs> Rather, we should be uh, so much introspective that we see it in ourselves first. I and mean, if we already got a hint that uh, this is our tendency, then we should go out of our way to be uh, more humble and more and avoid arrogance. If Vaishnavas, in case they do something even halfway good, then they always think that anything I could do good was by the mercy of the deities, mercy of my guru, blessing of the Vaishnavas. They don't like to take the credit for themselves. They take minimal credit for themselves, maximum for the all the mercy of Guru, Krishna, and so on. So arrogance usually means that somehow we take, we're, you know, we're taking the credit ourselves and we're forgetting that, you know, our ability to do anything well is also the blessings, something like that we're trying to. In the Trinata peace of Nietzsche and Atanarabhi Vasahishanamani Namaravina Kirtaniya Sadhani, so we should wear that around our neck, over our heart, constantly, to be more humble than a blade of grass, more tolerant than a tree to offer all respect unto others, but not to expect any respect for ourselves. It seems like you are expecting some respect. You didn't get it. You're not supposed to expect it. It's rather supposed to give other people appreciation. Appreciate other people, then you'll find you probably get less, uh, less criticisms too. But when we think that I'm doing pretty good, everybody should appreciate how well I did. And when they don't, then we feel frustrated. Well, that's exactly what this verse tells us to avoid. Rather, we should be thinking how I can appreciate other people. For me, it's okay. I'm just going to go on trying to do the best I can. Really, and also, it's also very difficult to please everybody. You're trying to please Guru and Krishna, but sometimes you get indication of other Vaishnavas who are not pleased, and maybe Krishna is not pleased either. But it's something we're doing. <clears throat> so this again, that's what we need to be sometimes introspective. Like there was a time when that uh, Brahmachari got the sauce from Lord Chaitanya. The Brahmachari, who was the kind of like yogi Brahmachari, came and was picking. <laughs> Peeping Tom looking at the Harinam and then uh, Lord Chaitanya asked him, you know, what's he doing? And then evaluated his uh, self-realization standard and figured out that he was really not up to the mark. Told him so. Told him that he wasn't ready to be in this confidential kirtan. And they showed him the door, but afterwards he was thinking about it. So really what Lord Chaitanya said it was correct. I'm really not that spiritually oriented. I'm putting a big show on. 
actually the people who were chanting and dancing and kirtan and chanting Hare Krishna, they were so much absorbed in that chanting, they were not taking it. They were really there, they really were what's at. And uh, then he was just starting to become very humble and thinking that, how did I get the mercy even to see Lord Chaitanya's kirtan, see those wonderful devotees? He started crying. The Lord Chaitanya sent for him, brought him back in, said, you know, you're ready. <laughs> so sometimes we may have to hear, you know, a little bit of correction. Again, of course, it comes especially from someone who's more senior than us, someone who's more responsible, and it's more appropriate and easier to digest. But that's, um, yeah, that's part of the whole experience, that we sometimes have to get some advice, how to improve. We should actually ask for it. Where are the people, you know, we should actually be eager to get that. But if we don't ask for it, then eventually, you know, get on some of these nerves enough, they just might volunteer it. <laughs> Whether we like it or not, then, you know, that's kind of upsetting. If somebody gives advice in a more tactful way, then probably you wouldn't feel that upset and you would get more out of it. So we could all probably learn that. And rather than just kind of blurting out what you don't like about somebody, you could tell people what you do like about them and then advise them what you think they could improve at. And then maybe they can, most of all, you should digest that a lot easier. Materialist, I mean, like Rani Kashyap, you couldn't digest any kind of <laughs> suggestion from Ramana, however nice it was presented. I don't think you got, I hope you don't have too many Rani Kashyap foods around here. <laughs> Another question? Sraddha? Sraddha. Um, so often we have our own ideas and plans for our lives, and get all, well, I get all uh, confused and I play games with my, my own mind. How do we just let go of those games and surrender? So at least you'd like to know that one of our plans um, seems to have a 
semblance of acceptability. And through prayer and through discussion with spiritual master and different things we <clears throat> we try sometimes we have one plan and it doesn't work out. When we go back to the drawing board, we always, we always at least whatever our plan may be that it fits in with uh, it's harmonious with our being Krishna conscious then we'll be pretty safe. And Srinivasacharya had his plan that we wanted, you know, there's always different things happen that don't exactly work out, but eventually, yes, he always kept with the same Krishna conscious ideals, and eventually got properly situated. We can't give up, but we should also verifying the, the principle what we want is all right. And then after that we try it for it, and sometimes on the way, if we maybe we find out something that works out even better. It's hard to know sometimes in the beginning, but if we didn't try for the one thing, we would have never got to the point where we could find the other thing. So it's hard sometimes to know. Things get revealed. I wanted to, I never could figure out what it should be my career because I always like to do certain things and then but I thought let me try Krishna consciousness and then somehow whatever the ideas I had I like to do, it seems like I got more than I could even bargain for. Probably gave me so much service and so much um, opportunities. So I, I feel it worked out for me all right, but uh, yeah, there was like I told about that Gihasa, migrated to Canada, but he couldn't find a decent job in Canada. And then somehow I got a job with a Canadian company to work in South Africa. And now he's, you know, in South Africa, but then there he's a uh, able to use his experience in Bhakti Riksha preaching and setting up many Bhakti Rikshas in South Africa. Sometimes they bounced around, they don't know exactly how. <laughs> I was made the president of Calcutta and then next thing I know Prabhupada sent me to Mayapur and I was there. President of Mayapur. The devotees have learned to be a little bit flexible, play things as they come along, but always to keep their spiritual principles as their guiding principles. Initially, it's good to have a plan that's feasible. Krishna conscious. Mahatma 
probably good for congregational preaching. It's kind of months really good to get everybody fired up, like everybody be a vegetarian and put a show to them if they're not already. Get them to chant a certain number of rounds if they're not already, or increase it. It's a good, a good month to get them to plant some donations because they get multiple benefits and do some things and go in every day, visit the temple. There's different things you can do. I can, I can post it uh, on my website, well, all the things that you can do for a short term month. But this comes once in three years. I remember reading about it three years ago. I, gotta, I, gotta, I should have read up before I left. Because, so I just kind of numbering in a general sense, not from all the details. But there's also some pastime about it. Pushutam month is like for materialists, they don't think it's like not a good, you know, it's not, they don't consider it a good month. But actually for spiritual life, it's, it's really good. That was the last question, Steve. Make an exception for you? Yes. <laughs> Vasanadini says, yes, you got our advocate here. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to see, we have to break our codicy fast for what time? 10.15? 10.40. Okay, we got a little time. We're going to go for broke. <laughs> <laughs>